0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in again to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This week on the podcast, we have Lisa Love, two times games veteran. Uh, I can't say third, three times games veteran just yet. Uh, However, she will be going to Carson this summer, so um, this will be her third trip, and that's super cool. Um, We sit down and talk to her about recovery, training, uh, balancing out all that stuff out when you're really have no off season whatsoever, uh, as the games athletes really don't, there really is no downtime. Um, we talk about that, how she found CrossFit, um, what she did before. So it's a really cool interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, before we get to that, uh, just wanted to say thank you to, uh, everybody at CrossFit Rampage, especially Corey, um, was over there for the uh second annual scaled competition this weekend it was phenomenal um saw the craziest thing i've ever seen i've seen rain showers during an event but i swear to god it was like a fucking monsoon hit it was the craziest thing ever there was like four inches of water and Nobody missed a beat. They kept running, kept doing. They, they did not, it did not slow them down the least. It was so cool. Um, I don't know if there's some video of that. Uh, somebody said there was, that they were going to post up. Hopefully they do. Uh, it was just, it was cool. It just said a lot about the athletes. And and uh, it, it was something, it was something inspiring to see. <clears throat> this weekend, this Saturday, uh, which will be June 11th. Is that right? June 11th. June eleventh is the Middle Tennessee Barbell Bash at the Murphy Center on the MTSU campus. Uh, registration begins at eight in the morning. First heat will begin at eight thirty. Eight thirty. Uh, this has turned or is turning out to be a super cool competition. If you are bored and looking for something to do, you need to go to Murfreesboro. Um, over at the Murphy Center the venue number one it's the Murphy Center hello show up watch there is over 60 teams that are registered uh, and then there's there's several states involved Tennessee Georgia Alabama um, I'm probably leaving some off <clears throat> so uh, anyway that starts 8 30 in the morning on Saturday uh, June 11th Uh, Let's see. What else is going on? I think that's it for the moment. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So, instead of me rambling, let's go ahead and kick off the damn podcast. This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts, Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free. So,
1: uh, Roy Mangrum here with uh, Barbo Voodoo Podcast, and on the phone, hopefully, if this is working, is Lisa Love. You there, Lisa? I'm here. All right. Hey, so uh, Lisa is a games veteran athlete. She has um, been twice, 2014 and 15, is that correct? That's correct. And going this year?
2: Returning in 16.
1: Do you have a uh, timeshare yet out there?
2: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
2: no timeshare, but I, I certainly leave leave a little money with them when I go. It's not a cheap trip.
1: No, it's not. Um, so, you know, I met you, I guess, a year ago. Um, it's cool just to, you know, kind of we, we've never really had a long conversation Um, so maybe we can do that today but get to know you a little bit better but you know lots of questions I guess I have but you know let's start at the beginning of just what did you do before CrossFit I mean you're obviously an awesome athlete so did you were you an athlete before CrossFit or how did how did you find CrossFit I guess
2: well okay so you know, when I was a little kid, I probably considered myself a pretty good athlete on the, on the playground. And, uh, and then growing up, I don't know that I was, I was, I was just average. I played high school softball and a little bit of tennis after high school and mostly just played tennis because my daughter was a really good tennis player, two time state ch- tennis player and traveled around the South. Um, mm-hmm. Just drove her and, and played only so that I could be her hitting partner. Um, okay. So I was I was not a collegiate athlete and really probably looking back, um, got into CrossFit to get stronger and faster as a triathlete. I started I started CrossFit when I was training for a tri- for an Ironman.
1: Oh, okay,
2: okay. And and had become a fairly good runner. I ran the Boston Marathon um, back in, I guess, 2009 or so. Right. And okay. And then from from running marathons, got into triathlons and worked myself up to an, to an Ironman. And, you know, that was a, a big undertaking, and I wanted to do well in it. And my friend had tried CrossFit and kept begging me to just give it a try. And I'd never, ever lifted weights and and didn't really know what CrossFit was all about, but gave it a try. And, you know, by week two, loved it so much. It was it was kind of torture to continue to train for my Ironman because I just, I just wanted to do CrossFit at that <laughs> point to, on. Just yeah. wanted to lift the weights. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. And, you know, I got to go back to playing on the monkey bars like I had loved as a kid. Right. That's
1: super cool. So now... You you live in Alexandria now, correct? That's right. I'm in
2: Alexandria, yes. So, when,
1: right. So, when, in two, because uh, I actually took notes. You're the first person I've ever took notes for, believe it <laughs> or not. So, uh, you did the Ironman in 2011, and then uh, 2012, it shows, you know, CrossFit Open Masters Top 200 finisher. So, where were you doing CrossFit at that time?
2: Okay, I was at CFA, which is CrossFit Alexandria, the first affiliate that opened in Alexandria. Um, okay. they're, they're buddies of mine now, and they still uh, operate a, a, a great CrossFit. Um, I became a, you know, after after starting CrossFit in 11, um, later that same year, I got my level one um, and then did some coaching with them. And did the open in 2012 and, you know, top, I guess I, I guess I was top 200 in, in 2012. Every year I just got a little better, a little better and, um, and then opened my own affiliate with my, my, um, then partner, Jeff Prejean. Mm -hmm. Who is, um, as you know, it finished third in the 40 to 44 division of the masters last year and finished first in the masters qualifier in the forty to four this year.
1: That's awesome. That's
2: awesome. So we opened we opened CrossFit South Bank in twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so
1: I guess um so twenty thirteen you open your own box and then the following year your first trip to the games two twenty thousand 20,000 or 20,000 2014 yes uh so what's that like the first time you you uh i guess you get the email saying hey congratulations well seeing- it
2: it is a wild ride you know you go through the um the open and um sweating it out in the open um I was. I think I finished maybe in the 40s. Finished mm-hmm. the open in the 40s, and then had to get through the qualifier and get into the top 20. Which um, the workout Amanda, which had been slightly scaled. We had uh, instead of 95 pound squat snatch, we had a um, a 65 pound power snatch, and the fact that I could do muscle ups really got me into the games in in 2014 uh, for sure um and and you know just sweating it out and i was the 18th place finisher so you know just watching that leaderboard and seeing where it all shook out and, yeah. and making it was was huge it was you know it was huge for our gym and and for me and my family you know just really exciting but it also was like, holy cow! You know what? What? What do I do now? I got to get ready for the games. I can't, you know. Yeah. I This uh, this Amanda got me there. I've got to go and really do well at the at the games. So you know that I, I I think since 2011 the training has not let up. You know, it's just there's there's no off season. There's no stop. Mm-hmm. It's it's what's next.
1: So, you know, you, you've you ran the, the Boston Marathon. You've done Ironman competitions. Going to Carson, California for the games, how does that compare? I know, you know, you fell in love with CrossFit, so you really, you know, you love the sport itself. But scale-wise, you know, were you nervous when you got there? What what was well, it's a,
2: it's a big stage. You know, the uh, CrossFit uh, Games is like the ultimate stage. I mean, the, the Boston Marathon, if I compare those two and, and compare the, the Ironman, the, the Ironman, you're with the masses, and you're just one of the masses, and there's no qualifying to get there. I mean, if you mm-hmm. can be lucky enough to register in time and, and get a spot, you're there. You know, mm-hmm. they were just one of the masses and you're for me it was trying to finish. It wasn't trying to win the thing. For Boston, you qualify for that. So you've right. earned the ticket. Unless you're you know, you're in with as a sponsor or something. I actually qualified so I had earned my spot there with and, and you're treated like a celebrity. The people in Boston know how to take care of their their athletes. They they treat you, you know, all over the all over the city that you're treated like a a celebrity. And that was really, really cool and and an awesome experience. The games, you know, as a Masters athlete, we've come a long way. I attended the games in 2012 just as a spectator. Mm -hmm. And the Masters were actually competing in a dang parking lot. You know, it was, yeah, I mean, it was like a roped off, Back field place in at the at the um, StubHub Center, and nothing like it is now. I mean, because yeah, I remember
1: from, it was was it in thirteen or no fourteen? So so two thousand fifteen, you was actually in the soccer stadium, correct? Yes, two yeah, two thousand
2: fifteen, the we moved to the soccer soccer stadium,
1: and the year and before was uh, it was like a track, track somewhere, yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Which was nice. I mean, that oh, yeah. was, yeah. that was very, very nice. And that was a, a, a huge step up from, from the parking lot. You know, it was <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. Um, so, you know, every year the, the stage gets bigger and, um, and so going out on, on that, um, on that field, it's, you know, it's hard not to just freeze. And, and for me as an athlete, my first memory of, of being an athlete in a competition, I was about seven or eight years old and I, I swam in my first swim meet and I totally freaked and, mm-hmm. you know, started hyperventilating. I couldn't do it. Had to be like, you know, pulled out of the water kind of thing. And, and so as a triathlete, facing that same kind of water situation, you know, doing an open water swim, mm-hmm. I went through the same, holy cow, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. Right. Put your face in the open water, you know, you don't know what's below you, swimming way out, you know, an Ironman is a 2.4 mile swim. So, that's where I overcame really fear of of competition, fear mm-hmm. of of what's out there you know i had to get out of my head the the seven-year-old experience and now i i draw from the Ironman man experience of if you can swim with thousands of people in this open water and if you've ever seen uh koi fish at a zoo you know right, where yeah. the fish are like just swimming all on on top of each other
1: yeah that's
2: exactly what an Ironman swim feels like when you first start and I actually have a photograph of that of that start that swim start and so I draw from that and think okay I got through the toughest thing in my life of the fear of that swim now you know going to that dark place in a CrossFit competition is is it's something I can handle. Yeah.
1: So is it you feel like not so much physical, but more mental? Like it's more overcoming that mental piece.
2: Well, it is. It's overcoming the fear of of the pain, the 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 inability to breathe. You know, I mean, you you do CrossFit, Roy. You know that. Yeah. That feeling of oh my god, you know, it's there's there's this this component of not being able to pull it off and you know for me as an athlete I have certain strengths that um, that come out for the qualifier okay Mm -hmm. so you know you go through the open and you've got these workouts that are okay for me and this is just my experience in going through this three or four times now the open you, you know are good workouts for me the qualifier workouts are usually even a little bit better because there's more gymnastics thrown in there, uh-huh. you know, with um, mu- more muscle ups or you know I can't remember everything that we had this time, but but it you know you got the more toes to bar, the more muscle ups, the more handstand push ups in a workout, the better I like it, you know, the better right. I do at it. And then when you get to the games, especially last year. Everything gets heavier, right you know, you've got one hundred and five pounds shoulder to overhead times who knows how many reps, and you know, everything's heavier you've got to pick up these eighty five pound sandbags and put them on your shoulder and run across the field those Those workouts don't suit me as a hundred and twenty three pound female no mm-hmm. and so the fear of of not being able to do what. What's required is is out there, but I've worked my tail off this past year to get stronger in the overhead position and stronger in in you know all things Olympic lift, um, so that that hopefully you know when we see the heavy stuff this year, I'll be more prepared for it. So,
1: you know, being a masters competitor, what like how do you manage? That training volume, as far well, as you know, you had like recovery. You know, I'm okay. Number one, I'm nowhere that near the athlete you are, Jeff is right. But like for me, like I, I do about two, three days, and then I have to back it off. Uh-huh. You know, so you're at a totally different level. How do you how do you manage that? you know yeah well and...
2: over time i've i've dealt with a couple of injuries um at actually you know every year from 2012 13 and 14 i had some kind of either i the first year i had a torn rotator cuff the second year i had a stress fracture the third year i had a a stress fracture so it, it, every year there's like some kind of nagging injury until, mm-hmm. until last year, this year I'm probably as healthy or healthier than I've ever been. Um, really, it's been listening to my body, but I'll tell you a couple of things that made a huge difference in recovery from injury and injury prevention. Um, when I had my torn rotator cuff, I spent a good bit of time on the road traveling for a Rosti treatment. You know, just that um, that release of of the um, the injury. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever had a Rothi treatment, but they do some real yeah. deep tissue thumb manipulation of of those um, tendons and and everything that's going on there. So that helped get over the shoulder injury. But the biggest difference that I've found in uh, maintaining my body is—I'm um, I'm working with these guys in um, called Performance Care, mm-hmm. Active Life, and what I'm doing now is um, is complementary work or accessory work to strengthen my shoulders. So building strength and strengthening my shoulders to make, to to be able to withstand the volume. Right. Okay. I mean. Roy, I used to, I used to wake up all night long with horrible pain in my shoulders and in my upper arms, just from, you know, the load and the work. And, you know, my arms was falling asleep and waking up with my arms falling asleep. And that's all been uh, greatly reduced. I mean, I'm not having any pain in my shoulders now, stronger in my shoulders than I ever been. I've ever been. And it's, you know, it's just building the strength in your shoulders and it's a lot of like static hold and strict press work and okay. you know, just just work beyond the um the typical, you know, Olympic lifts and um and strength work is just like dumbbell, strict press, holding the bar over your head for two minutes, you know, accumulate two minutes with 105 pounds in an overhead hole, farmer carries, just that type of work. I think there's a
1: huge benefit to all that accessory work. I know, like in a class atmosphere, Uh um, you know, it's you only have an hour. So to do a mobility piece, a warm-up, a strength, and a wad, that's about, you know, that's about an hour. You really don't right. have a lot of extra time, but, you know, for someone like yourself, I do, you know, because I train at home a lot, I do a lot of accessory stuff. Um, yeah, it's a huge, uh, that's a huge benefit, uh, you know, and I, I think everybody actually could, could benefit from looking at their, you know, what their weaknesses is or <clears throat> limitations and going, okay, well, let, how do I attack that? You know, yeah, and it's putting in—it's
2: just putting in the extra time and the extra work. You know, it mm-hmm. probably takes an additional, um, you know, fifteen minutes or so to get that in. The other thing that that I do as much—I I need to do it more—but I, I do a good bit of the the ROM You know, just ten to fourteen minutes or so of deep stretching, deep hip stretching, and mm-hmm. and uh, hamstring stretching, et cetera.
1: Yeah, we're doing that uh, at the box I train at. Uh, I complain about it all the time, but I, I <laughs> it's know good how for good you. It, it's great for me. It's uh, I tell you, it's humbling when <laughs> you you can't get in those positions. You're like,
2: Yeah. Come but on. you know, the the more you do that, the the less chance you're going to have to pull a hamstring, or and certainly to get into you know the deepest overhead squat position. You need to get into it. It certainly helps with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen some uh, improvement already, and I'm not near as consistent with it as I should be. But you know, that just goes to show, you know, if I'm if I was doing it, you know, three times a week or whatever, like I should be, you know, what what kind of gain uh, and range of motion I could get. So there, right. there's a there's a huge benefit to that, and there's a lot, you know, what I've seen it's usually the people that complain about it the most that need it the most. The ones that complain about it are the ones who, you know, yeah, it sucks because you can't get in those positions. Well, you know, you got to work at it to get it to improve. That's just the way it works.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we try to keep the, the mindset of we're asking our body that, you know, I'm 53 years old. I'm asking my body to do a lot. And so, if if i'm going to be able to expect my body to perform and to hold up Mm -hmm. i got to put the extra work and the extra time in i mean it's it's time consuming if you think about mobility work the the strengthening work that the other thing that strengthening work does is help balance and if you ever look at the active life or performance care website or or read their their information there's, there's a good bit to be said for balancing your, your, um, overhead work with your pull, like your pull to your press or your yeah, yeah. squat yeah. to your, you know, and your one leg to the other. You know, is your, is your right leg stronger than your left, left leg, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. um, that's the other, the added benefit of, of that piece. And then, you know, then there's the nutrition side. So, um, maintaining, a, you know, a healthy diet is fairly easy for me now. I, it hasn't always been. that That's probably, Roy, if I think about how I got into being such an uh, obsessive athlete in, at this age, at this stage of my life. Um, you know, as a, a little kid, I was a great athlete. Then as a high schooler, struggled with, you know, self-esteem issues, mm-hmm. weight weight issues, um, horrible, you know, I probably had an eating disorder, but it was never, never really identified or labeled as such.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: then because I had been a, a skinny little kid, I always wanted that feeling again. You know, my whole quest in life is to feel as good as I did as a little kid.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I think that... That I train so hard to have that feeling, you know, yeah. to keep that feeling. So, it it's uh, my the guy that does my programming and and uh, has begged me and pushed for me to put on weight to get heavier to get bigger and stronger and you know my mind just won't allow that.
0: Yeah.
1: What is your like? um now we're in games prep mode. Um, Well, I guess you're always in games prep mode, but um, especially right now, like what is your, what's a typical week? How many days are you training, rest days, anything like that?
2: Um, Well, training, typically six days a week. Sunday's a rest day. That usually includes, you know, maybe catching, um, making up something like this past Sunday, I had not um, completed a swim that was in my programming for mm-hmm. last week. So I did a 500 meter swim for time. Um, but typically Sundays are a rest day. I'll, I'll do a good bit of stretching, maybe a easy jog or a little row. But other than that, that nothing on that day. Um, Monday is a, um, and it just just changed. We go through cycles. So the 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 program that I'm on is also um, programming for regional athletes, younger athletes that just completed regional. So okay, we just since we just finished the regional cycle, um, we're in games prep um, now, and so we have a lot of um, intermittent weight training days, Um, like um, today we have some pretty heavy um, kettlebell swings, row 200 meter row intervals and uh, burpee box jumps Mm -hmm. and that will be like um, complete this work, rest 10 minutes, repeat 3 times and go to that dark place each round, you know that that kind of thing, just kind of getting, yesterday was a good bit of um strength work but also speed work enhanced in pushups and um and then there's there each week there's a long some kind of long endurance piece like um an hour swim or you know a long row session or something that is building up that um that need for volume and a long right. workout at the games.
1: So is, do you find, I guess, again, I, I know people have different uh, work capacities, but do you find, like, you have to deload that training every few weeks or you're able just your body can hold up and you can you can run pretty hard all the way through, through summer? Well, I,
2: I can typically hold up pretty well, but I, I will say that if I feel like I'm just, totally um wiped out, I'll just back off a little bit and um and you know, typically the recovery day will will allow enough recovery for me. I recover pretty fast. But um I I know my body now and I know when I need to just kind of back off or, you know, go eighty five percent instead of a hundred percent. You know, uh, uh, on a given day, just to to feel better the next day.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, when do you uh, when do you head to Carson? There, we what, we leave
2: on we leave July seventeenth, and the the Masters um, compete on the nineteenth, uh, twentieth, and twenty first, I believe. Okay. We're three days, and then the you know the big big guns come in on that that thursday
1: well i'm excited to watch you again this year uh, Thank sit here. You. uh we watched uh i sat here at my desk and watched you watched you last year and cheered for you i'm sure you didn't hear me
2: <laughs> <laughs> well thanks hopefully they'll i'll i'll uh be in in the in the running and they'll have the camera on me my my family and and community here gets upset because, you know the camera's on on the lead athlete and
1: yeah you know
2: top athlete so so i got gotta do well to have the camera
1: well, I just like again you know it to me it's it's amazing um just the fact that um, you're able to make it there i mean that's just it blows my mind when you you know, it's funny when, you know, people come into the box for the first time and they're like, you know, everybody's they're gung ho and you know, that I'm going to the games and we're training for the games like man, it's not that easy. Dude, there's so, <laughs> no it's you know, but especially, you know, talking to somebody like you, that's your third year in a row, that's just it's huge. It's well so, thanks
2: it's, so much.
1: It's a testament to your dedication and, you know, uh ability to just Dig in where, you know, people are not always able to turn that that voice off in your head that says, "Well, let's take a let's take a day off here and eat a pizza," you know.
2: Yeah, I've I've been a, a driven individual, and I tell you what, I'm I'm quite I I'm very appreciative of my husband and family for tolerating it.
1: Yeah, well, it does. It takes it takes a support structure, not just. Yeah. You, know, you you got to have that help on, you know, at home and you know, around your business and uh, you know, a huge huge support staff, I guess, just just to make it all work so people are picking up where you're not able to focus. Absolutely. You know, maybe, you know, not coach all the classes or do whatever because you you know, you've got your work you got to get into, so Right. Especially with, you know, Getting ready for games. It's always, it's always game season.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Well, anyway, uh, Lisa, it's great to have you. Uh, Thank you. Your, and uh, we'll be watching for you in July.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Roy.